We're really thankful for the sponsorship of Tenofos.com and Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles that help us to make this podcast happen. The Bright Star, The Story of Esther by Holly Mackle draws young readers into the powerful story of Esther. It's full of adventure, intrigue, danger, but most importantly, this Kaleidoscope edition draws us into the bigger story of Christ, the bright morning star. We really enjoyed reading this as a family and our kids couldn't wait for the next chapter each evening. Grab your copy at tenofos.com. Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name's Felicity and I'm in the States and I'm here with my sister Sarah. She's in the UK and this episode we're going to be jumping into chapter four of Deuteronomy. Sarah, good to see you. Uh, What is in your cup right now? What's, What's the drink? I've got a lemon and ginger tea today. Um, you know that thing where you kind of um, you try things what ten, fifteen times, and it goes from not really liking it to liking it. That's what's happened over this over this season when I've not been that well. Um, I'm now a big fan of the lemon and ginger tea. So there we go. Wow, that's quite a quite a transformation, really. I didn't mm. really have you down as a as a lemon and ginger tea kind of girl. Oh, I do like lemon a lot. I've always loved it, haven't I? I used to suck those lemons in front of you when you're playing a trumpet. Actually, do you remember that? <laughs> I can't believe you just brought me playing the trumpet into this podcast. It's there. It's gone. It's out there. Um, but yeah, the addition is the ginger, I guess. And, you know, I'm now a fan. So what wow. have you gone for? Oh, just a classic Yorkshire tea, actually. We're recording this in the morning and I find that my first morning cup of tea is always a Yorkshire tea. Mm. Very, okay. very habitual okay. on that. <laughs> Ready nice. for action. Yep. Very good. Um, all right, then, before we get stuck into chapter four, um, Felicity, tell us what distracts you from getting into the word for yourself, into the Bible for yourself, and how do you kind of counter those distractions? Yeah, that is that is a good question, isn't it? I, I think distraction is probably like a buzzword for our age, isn't it? I, I, it's such mm. a, I am so easily distracted. Like To have sustained focus just is a really hard thing and that that is partly due to my stage of life of having small children around um a fair amount of the time but I think actually it's more technology social media um just flitting I feel like I flit Mm. from one thing to the next and that can be really true for me in the bible as well and it's something I've been thinking about over the last last few weeks really I, I don't know new year new kind of resolve and yep. one of the, I think one of the things is it has to come back to a heart level conviction that I really want to be in God's word because he is at work through it and he is changing me through it. And, and this is where the, the kind of the good stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And that's more valuable than the time that I'm going to be tempted to spend on Instagram or, or whatever it may be. So I, so I think that kind of heart conviction is, is a thing. And then there's the practicalities, isn't there? Like actually putting my phone far from me mm-hmm. in a different room, I've realized, because I'm quite easy. I can easily reach for it far too easily. What about you? What What are your uh, top tips on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a creature of habit and I find if I don't have my time with the Lord first thing in the morning, like the first thing I do, um, my head will just be spinning with what I need to get done that day and the busyness of of, of life. So, um, yeah, I don't go near screens or anything um, that, that early in the morning. And that is the only way that I find that I'm not going to get distracted by other other things the other business of the day and kind of prioritizing this the most important business first um 
but it's a challenge, isn't it? It's a day, yeah, it is a daily wrestle, a daily battle. Um, but it's worth it. I or like it, I never regret it. I never yeah. regret spending time in the Bible and in God's word, but I can easily regret uh, being distracted and spending time in other places. So good stuff to be thinking about. Let's get into our Deuteronomy chapter, chapter four. I'm going to read chapter four, verses one through to 31. So not the whole chapter, but a fair chunk of it. So chapter four, verse one. Now, Israel, hear the decrees and laws I'm about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors is giving you. Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. You saw with your own eyes what the Lord did at Baal Peor. The Lord your God destroyed from among you everyone who followed the Baal of Peor, but all of you who held fast to the Lord your God are still alive today. See, I've taught you decrees and laws as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land you are entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them, the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I'm setting before you today? Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb when he said to me, assemble the people before me to hear my words so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain while it blazed with fire to the very heavens, with black clouds and deep darkness. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of words but saw no form. There was only a voice. He declared to you his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to follow, and then wrote them on two stone tablets. And the Lord directed me at that time to teach you the decrees and laws you are to follow in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You saw no form of any kind the day the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the fire. Therefore, watch yourselves very carefully so that you do not become corrupt and make for yourselves an idol, an image of any shape, whether formed like a man or a woman, or like any animal on earth or any bird that flies in the air, or like any creature that moves along the ground or any fish in the waters below. And when you look up to the sky and see the sun, the moon and the stars, all the heavenly array, do not be enticed into bowing down to them and worshipping the things the Lord your God has apportioned to all the nations under heaven. But as for you, the Lord took you and brought you out of the iron smelting furnace, out of Egypt, to be the people of his inheritance, as you now are. The Lord was angry with me because of you, and he solemnly swore that I would not cross the Jordan and enter the good land the Lord your God is giving you as your inheritance. I will die in this land, I will not cross the Jordan, but you are about to cross over and take possession of that good land. Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. After you have had children and grandchildren and have lived in the land a long time, if you then become corrupt and make any kind of idol, doing evil in the eyes of the Lord your God and arousing his anger, I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you this day that you will quickly perish from the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess. You will not live there long, but will certainly be destroyed. The Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and only a few of you will survive among the nations to which the Lord will drive you. There you will worship man-made gods of wood and stone, which cannot see or hear or eat or smell. But 
If from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you're in distress and all these things have happened to you, then in later days you will return to the Lord your God and obey him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to them by oath. Thank you, Felicity. Um, So I think in all our conversations about Deuteronomy, every time you're like, I just love chapter four. I just love chapter four. It's my favorite. Tell us why it's your favorite. Go on. I do. I do. I just think it's so brilliant. I mean, you get God speaking and making it really clear that he's speaking to his people and he's speaking to his people because he's in relationship with his people. And I love that bit where he says in uh, chapter four, verse 20, the Lord took you, brought you out of Egypt to be the people of his inheritance as you now are. And and sort of that is sandwiched between Mm. statements about God speaking and I love this idea of holding fast to the Lord. And how do we hold fast? to I know I want to hold fast to the Lord. How do I hold fast to the Lord? I think this chapter says, hold fast to the Lord by hearing him speak, mm. loving that we have this mighty God who, like other nations, are going to want <laughs> because he's so immensely worthy of our worship. And I just think that is really clear throughout this whole chapter i think it really it really kind of no what's the it's not that this echoes the new testament and Mm -hmm. what we hear of god and his word there is such a continuum of what we hear here and so i think there's the, the the very fact that we have a god who speaks and that he's working through that word is just i love that i love that yeah it's extraordinary isn't it like it is awe inspiring isn't it and i think I think the chapter is meant to do that. It's meant to kind of grow our awe of how extraordinary it is that he would choose to speak to his people, isn't it? Yes. The amount of times it's repeated that the Lord spoke to you, he declares, he commanded, he speaks, you're hearing the voice of God. Um, and I love that um, in verse 35, um, it then says, you were showing these things so that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides him, there is no other and I think that's been the surprise for me in this chapter um, is that actually the speaking God is put in contrast with idols that mm. have that have form. So our speaking God doesn't have form. Um, the idols have form but have no words. They have no power. They have no life. And I think it's quite surprising when I was first reading through it to see the, that kind of contrast brought out. I don't know what you thought about that. Yeah, it's not it's not kind of a, the immediate place that we would go, is it? That that's uh, the idea that God speaking is a means of kind of countering any desire to worship anything else. That that is mm. an interesting. I think I, I, I thought it surprising the way that he says. Um, it, well, he just makes he really emphasizes that God didn't give a form; he gave a voice, and yeah. so there's no temptation in that to put a form on him. Like we just need to cling Mm. to the word it really strips back any other possibilities doesn't it even the heavens are not worthy of worship like the sun and the moon and the stars are not worthy of worship but just love that he spoke and that shows us that we have a living and an active god and that's one of the big things isn't it all throughout well throughout the whole bible Mm. idols do not speak (laughs) they are not living like there's no like active element to them and here we have an active god and i think you're right and isn't that such a 
a, a warning for us. That well, I think yeah, I think what we're seeing here, even in these first pages, is he's kind of really labouring the point of how dangerous idols are, mm. how dangerous these lifeless blocks of wood or plastic or even you know another human it says or even the heavens or whatever it is you choose to idolize whatever it is you choose to put in that spot where god is it is supremely dangerous because the more that you let your heart be enamored by that and your mind focus on that the more you're going to forget and what's the word he uses in um in verse nine um the truth fades from your heart mm. about who God is and how he works and how glorious he is. So I think it's striking how dangerous it is. Yeah. And the ward it's a severe warning here, isn't it? And he does kind of um verses kind of 28, there's there's a prophecy of when you go this way, yeah. when you <laughs> worship things that cannot see or hear or eat or smell, um, it's gonna be awful for you. It's mm. gonna be, it's gonna be terrifying. It's you know, judgment will come. And yet then he says, if you seek the Lord with all your heart, um, you'll find him. Like there's this grace there. Again, like, you know, it's kind of laced with grace, isn't it? <laughs> Even in the midst of what he knows will happen for the people. And interesting that verse 29 there, yeah, you, if you seek him with your all your heart and all your soul, like what what is the answer? What what is the counter to idolatry? It's a heart engagement, a heart desire for the Lord, isn't it? So, and as we kind of move on through Deuteronomy and, and we hear the 10 commandments again, and we hear the law, I like being, don't worship any, anyone else other than God is a big thing that we hear again and again. Mm -hmm. And and you can hear that and think, okay, what do I need to put into place in order to make that the case? But actually the, the heart that would desire the Lord, that that's the thing to be praying for, isn't it? And, and I think yeah. that what we hear in this chapter is, as we hear God's word, and as you were saying, we grow in our awe for him, we then, that fear word, not not fear, but like kind of that reverence, awe and reverence, yeah. would then grow this love for the Lord in us. And the clarity on who God is, I love, isn't aren't verses seven through to nine just, just wonderful there? So what other nation is so great is to have their gods near them the way the Lord our mm. God is is near us whenever we pray to him. I yeah. thought that was quite a surprising kind of statement. Like, why is he talking about us praying to him? But mm. actually God speaking is relational and relationship is two-way. And so yeah. we therefore are able to speak to him and, and pray to him and he hears us. Yeah. And then the, the, the attractiveness of what it is to listen and obey yeah and that is it feels life. like a bit of a side note here doesn't it that, mm -hmm. that actually wisdom and, and understanding you'll be showing that to the nations and i guess that's going to help us flesh out the law as we come to more detail of it actually it's it's wise like it's good to follow this because um it's it's an attractive thing for the nations around you to see uh, what kind of god you follow um yeah yeah so i th i guess i guess kind of driving this to our heart but even driving this through jesus as well um I get what what are the big things that we see here? The big things are the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. So not only here we have the speaking God making himself known to his people, but then in a most extraordinary and fleshly way, the word became one of us. Like that mm. that's just an extraordinary thing, isn't it? To then kind of see that in view of this chapter today. 
Yes. And I think, you know, it takes us to a place like the start of Hebrews, doesn't it? And and mm-hmm. that, that Jesus is the final word and, and final in the kind of sufficient word. Mm-hmm. And that, that is all we need. And how much more are we able to see that as we have Jesus kind of in front of us and, and encountering him in such a real way, as you say, like as he dwells amongst us and and God working through him. But then the spirit as well, we've got the spirit, we've been given the Holy Spirit who then testifies to Jesus and helps us and, you know, gives us everything that we need for life and godliness. Like we have everything that we need in this Bible, in the spirit who is within us as we see Jesus, as we see the word fleshed out. And yeah, so I guess I, I wonder whether the challenge is then not just for the application for our hearts to be read more of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a conviction that God speaks, God speaks, this is glorious. But I don't think the application is necessarily just read more of it, but kind of have a heart or it's it's the awe of my heart, isn't it? So I mean verse 39 when he says, Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth below. There is no other. Mm. Like, what would it look like for me to take that to heart? And thinking about those distractions that we were thinking about earlier, just to take to heart, the Lord is the, is God and there is no other. Yeah. And he speaks. And I think to hear that, and as we hear it, God is at work through his spirit, by his word, and, and therefore we are more able to hold fast mm. and resist the, the temptation to be distracted and worship other things. And and because rather than hearing, oh, I just need to sort my head and my heart out, actually God himself, as we're in his word, is enabling that to happen. Like, the, like the, the whole means by which these people and us now are able to hold fast and to, to hear and obey is through God's grace. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just, I love that. That's so reassuring because yeah. otherwise, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. And that's right, isn't it? We can't hold fast. We can't hold fast without him holding us. Yeah. And that is that is the the kind of um, trajectory of this as well, isn't it? You're going to go astray, but my covenant stands. And if you seek me again, come back to me. I will I will be here and yeah, yeah. continue to speak to you. And that's oh, yeah. wow, amazing. And it kind of circles around, doesn't it? Because as we hear that, we want to hold fast and we want to do it with our whole heart. Come back. Mm. How do we do that? Well, actually hear his words <laughs> and see him more and delight yeah. him in more and hold fast more. Yeah. Should we pray? Should we pray that we would be those who hold fast in that way? Yes, please. Father, we praise you so much that you're a God who speaks. Thank you that you are worthy of all our worship. and Thank you that you are at work through your word. Thank you that you give us Jesus um, and you give us your spirit. And so we know that as we hear your word, you are helping us, enabling us to hold fast. Please, Lord, we'll be those who hold fast um, amidst any distractions, amidst any temptations. Please, would we be those who hear and obey and love to listen to you. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Wow. Another chunk of Deuteronomy done. Just not done in any stretch. <laughs> not done in any stretch, is it? But it is your favourite one, so it's a joy to dwell on it. It is. And 20 minutes just didn't quite, you know, let's That's talk okay, about it more. Because Sarah. we can chat about it more and other people will be doing that. We don't have to put a limit on other people's time. Um, do sign up to our newsletter if you don't already receive it. That is where we try and share a few more links and thoughts about the season that we're in. Um, and we'd love you to join us on that. That comes out once a month. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. 
Yes, can't wait. See you then. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. We're so thankful to Kaleidoscope and Teledose.com who are sponsoring this season. 